irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. Horse ownership experience is brought to you by TaylorMade. And Midnight Storm. What a great runner he was for LRF and Renary, both surfaces. Incredible. And I think he's going to be a great man. I really do. I believe in him. Call Travis White. You can call him at his uh, office, 859-885-3345, to book your mare to Midnight Storm or one of the other great tailor-made stallions like California Chrome, Not This Time, Shawish. Is that it, Michelle? I think so. Yeah. No, um, great. no more cell phone for Travis? Great. Oh, we can go cell phone. Oh, I'm just wondering. I'm yeah, just wondering yeah, yeah. If, like, if maybe he was getting too many calls. No, I don't like, know how many calls he gets, but we do appreciate it. We couldn't do this show without TaylorMade, we so we We do have a nice TaylorMade California segue, though. Gradar. Gradar moving to California. Moving to California. I saw that. That's pretty cool. I'm Billy Koch. I am the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing. Uh, alongside of me is Michelle Yu. We are live at Del Mar. And uh, you can hear it in my voice. I'm a little hoarse. Uh, get mo- it? <laughs> most, yeah, get so it. You're a phony. Get, that's a, yeah. Uh, uh, I was uh, hosting the Karma fundraiser, the hoedown on Sunday night, Michelle. And it was quite an event. Uh, great jockey bull riding competition. Great, uh, great people donating. We made $5,000 on the bull riding alone just from cash. $150,000 is about what the um, fundraiser in took. And that is going to feed a lot of horses and make sure they push on to future homes after racing. Absolutely. Karma is the California aftercare program. Uh, it is, they work tirelessly to make sure that our horses have a place to go when, when they're done racing. And, and Michelle and I, whoever listens to this show knows how uh, respected and, and how important we think uh, aftercare is. So. Yep. And speaking of aftercare, yeah. you also had the LRF Cares Handicapping Contest, and that was the first time you've had it. So it, it was, tell me. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Um, people really enjoyed it, I think. It was, uh, it was won by a gentleman named Todd Cady okay. uh, from San Diego. He hit a, a $100 double that uh, led to his total of $6,210. We started with 250 bucks. That's so he turned awesome. 250 into 6000 He keeps that money. He also gets an $8,000 entry into the big handicapping contest at Del Mar this weekend, um, which you should join. Um, there were two NHC seats available. It was really, really cool. We had about, I think it was 115 people, maybe mm-hmm. more. Um, and, and that will have, uh, uh LRF cares will get about $10,000 from that. That's awesome. So, you know, it'd be so cool too, is if next, next year when you do it, if everyone can like kind of pick 
a horse that it goes like, you know, like an aftercare sponsor, right? Like if I win, I want like an extra bag of carrots to go to, you know, my favorite retiree. That's a great idea. We could, we could work something out if we do it again next year. And I think we will. I think it was a really neat thing next year. Hopefully we will have an online component too. Mm. So you don't have to be on track. Uh, it just so happened that our online, uh, person, Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't work out. We had a little glitch about a week before we thought we were going to have it. Uh, and it was unfortunate that we didn't, but it went off without a hitch. Delmar was awesome. Thank you to Chris Barr and his whole team at Delmar. Thank you to Renee Parcell, uh, who, who really, and her husband, Brian, who kind of run the LRF cares. And we really appreciate all the work that they did. It was a fun event. It was really good. Raising money is the way to go. Makes you feel good about yourself. You know, at the end of the day, you're like, even though you're exhausted, you're like, you know, we did something good. Right. It's rare, you know? And I think, I think more people, if you're out there listening and you're not involved with an an aftercare program or some type of charitable program, go and get involved. It's mm-hmm. really easy. Call them and say, I want to help. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the easiest thing you could possibly do. And you will feel very good about yourself. So. I, and I think it's so cool if you, I, we do that for a lot of gifts for people that they don't know what they want. I always donate to like old friends or something like that. And if you donate like a hundred bucks, old friends, they send you like a big picture of the horse and like yeah. a thank you note and, and you get your newsletter. So someone that you donate the name of can be really involved in that yeah it's it's a great idea good good stuff so what what we had a big weekends at, at both saratoga who didn't run saturday which was crazy one of many that didn't <laughs> oh we have a guest today oh yes we have a guest. guest i totally forgot who's the guest uh, our guest is gonna be fran cavanaugh and she is part of cavanaugh quarter horses uh it was the rainbow futurity this weekend so a grade one million dollar race it is the second leg of the quarter horse triple crown which is actually for two-year-olds and they're really new into the game they've only been around about a year and they took down this huge futurity Boom. um i love that they have a plan and they're kind of seeing it through and so i can't wait to talk to to fran about it this is wait this is very exciting for michelle because she is the quarter horse queen <laughs> and i know nothing about quarter horses except that they go very very fast so michelle is going to dominate this interview i promise but you'll like Fran. She's okay. very, very friendly. And like I said, I love people with a plan. And so when we're getting into kind of the whole basis of our show, would you go into the business with the mindset and right. the way it's really come to fruition for them in the last 365 days is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Fran's coming up in about 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, also, let's see. We talked like we were talking about cancellation. So it wasn't just Saratoga that canceled. Mammoth Park canceled their non-stakes races and Ellis Park canceled. And um, I wish we had canceled? I wish we could cue the music for the. Heat wave, you know, some of that. How's that song? I got a heat, heat wave. wave. <laughs> heat wave. It was really hot. It was, it was like by the way, in Delmar, it was like index. 73. Yeah. 70 and sunny. It was yesterday, awesome. though, it was a little warm. I got back yeah, yesterday yeah. and I was like, oh, it's muggy. It was hot, but it, it was, was hot. Good. It's beautiful out here. Um, so despite cancellations, there were still big races. And you mentioned Saratoga ran. They had the coaching club American Oaks where Garana was a winner. So she's, she's pretty she's pretty good. She's I will say <laughs> I wasn't as visually impressed this time, and maybe it's because they're trying to like play the rate and rate and stay game. I don't know. I she's just pretty awesome though. Yeah. I mean to, right? that's her third start and mm-hmm. she's undefeated and already has two grade ones. Yep. How many people do that? Uh a couple. There's a couple. Yeah. Well she's she's <laughs> Pretty awesome. Uh, let's see. There was also the Haskell, which went to Maximum Security, who was yet again riddled in, in with trouble. I mean, what is going on with this horse? <laughs> no, I mean, okay. So was this rider or was this see, horse? I, 
Like, is he know. just like evil? And he's like, I'm going to take you out, punk, on the rail. I don't know. And it was the horse that beat him last time, right. too. King which for a came day. for a day, which was so it was all interesting. Uh, great try by uh, uh, Mucho Gusto and Joe Talmo. Mm -hmm. Really gave Maximum Security a run for his money. Maximum Security is a good horse. Um, now he's Travers Bound. He's leaving for it, Saratoga. It's in a few going years. to be interesting. That race is going to be a uh, is going to be an interesting spot. You're going to be a throwdown. It's going to be a throwdown. I mean, you got. Uh, Do you think anyone? What's, a, takes what's my up? horse from out here? Baffert horse. Uh, game winner. Game winner. Is he going in there too? I don't think so. Is he? Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game winner. War of will. War of will. Maximum security. So Tacitus. If you are any of these people that got that. Gary West Go threw down with. Do you put up the five million? Well, Michelle, I don't have five million. Um, if I had the money, I would absolutely do it. Would like you if you're really? Gary Barber, why not? Right. I mean, Gary Barber is not worried about money. I hate to say it, but right. absolutely do it, Gary. Do it for the sport. <laughs> absolutely do Make it. Make something happen. I well, mean, that'd I, be crazy. I think that even uh Gary West said, like, and if I win, I'm gonna donate all the money anyways. So it's right. Like, does it do it. A tax deduction? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a tax attorney. But... Um. So okay. So that was. <laughs> that's going to be a huge day. Yeah. It's Travers Day. Yeah. Um. Also, there was the Monmouth Cup, which went to War Story in a surprise on the Haskell undercard. I, War Story's got to be like nine years old now. Well, and oh, and man. Ron Lynch takes so much shit on social media but for he, this horse. But he keeps going. No, it's the other one he gets. He Imperative. Gets no, he gets no, stuff for War Story oh, too. Does? Yeah. I have to say, I'm so done with Twitter. Are you? It's so angry. I know. It, we talk about it every week. I know. And it, here's the other thing that I realize, and it's obviously because I'm following the certain people, but yeah. they all just talk to each other. Right. It's like they're just get a chat room. Get a get a use your chat. You don't have to post it. No, then people don't want to do it because uh, they want the attention. They want the attention. Billing. Yeah, I just don't um, want the attention. What else? The Molly I'm Pitcher sorry. went to Midnight Bizu. Easy. Kizzy kizzy. She's Why did she run there instead of just waiting for the race at Saratoga? She was just doing so well. They just, I didn't, it was quite, it was kind of under the radar, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a great three. I didn't know she was running, yeah. You didn't know she was running? Oh, I knew she no. was running, but I, yeah. I see grade what you're three, saying. Like, why does she need to win a grade three? Maybe, I mean, like we like to say, why work them for free when you can run them I, in a race? Yeah, fine. I guess. I mean, she just coops up another $100,000, yeah. right? I guess. Uh, let's see. Out here in SoCal, we had the Eddie Reed, which went to Bowie's Hero. I tell you what, we were in the race. We ran second with Marky's Water, and we knew it was a little short for Marky. But did you see his? I didn't. I did not get to oh see the whole race. I heard. Okay, I heard Ritzy P was on the lead like the yeah, whole way, right? Yeah, okay. he, he rode, ran a great race and a great ride by Flavi, Flavian Pratt, who is mm -hmm. just dominating the jockey standings right now. Um, and Bowie took command. He looked amazing in the paddock. Did he? There were three horses in the paddock that looked amazing. Bowie, uh -huh. he was right next to us. I was like, I told Phil D'Amato, I was like, your horse looks. He looked really good reasoning here. Pardon my day. French, but fucking awesome. And then Ritzy's AP uh -huh. looked amazing. And then Marky's Water came in, and he's not as big as them, right? But his coat was like a shiny penny. Right. It was just glowing in the sun. Uh, if you were there to bet that try, you'd have made a fortune. Just <laughs> on looks alone. But great job by Mark Martinez and his crew and Phil D'Amato. That was Phil's first win of the week. Crazy, right? Yeah, so it was really good to get Phil going. Richie had a good week, and, and we got a bunch with Richie this week. So hopefully uh, we'll get going. That was our only starter of the, of the week. Oof. And I got to tell you. Wait, it okay. was a great week. I was going to ask you, though, because you had said, like, instead of just throwing horses in, we're going to put them in, like, we're being spots. smart. Right. So we're being smart. Do you feel like... I feel like we're smart right now. Okay, because I was going to ask you, because yeah. you said, like, it's not the ideal distance for Marquis. Well, so... we had to run him there to get him to the Ready Del Mar the... Handicap. Okay. Otherwise, it would have been too, too far, far okay. 
from his last race, okay. from the winning hand that he won. So we knew we were cutting back in distance and we just, he needed a pace. They, they went, they dawdled. Mm-hmm. And then he, but he put on, he finished the last um, eighth and 11.22. Okay. 11.22, which That's is fast. fast. He was flying. Yeah. He was dead last by like four lengths when they turned to the stretch. Wow. And he ended up running second. It That's was, I, I don't know how he did it, but he, when he levels out, he's awesome. So uh, look for him in the Del Mar handicap against um, United, who came back and won the other day in an allowance race. So I think that'll be a good matchup. Another uh, horse that from the behind, from coming from behind at the San Clemente was Mucho Unusual. I just love this filly. I've been Great. a huge fan yeah. of hers. And, and a cowbred. Everyone keeps like, I, they, they just dismiss it. Like, oh, the cowbred. No, can't she do was it. favored, like, I think. No, but like the last couple of times yeah. she's run, they're just like, eh, She's She really has a big turn of foot. What about that crazy move by Apache Princess? It was weird. But it was good. It was good. It was good. I mean, Pratt again, I think, on Mucho Unusual. Was it Pratt or Rosario? Uh, Rosario, I think. Rosario. Um, They're like the same person. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, George Kikorian, great job. And you'll see her in the Del Mar Oaks. I thought, Mm -hmm. uh, I think she's a really nice filly for Tim Yachtin. Uh, And then the San Diego went to Catalina Cruiser. But another situation where it seemed like they kind of tried to like rate him a little bit. And I I don't know. I just think they tried to slow it down. Yeah, and, and, but like and a horse that's fast, just let him be brilliant. Let him be fast. I agree with you. Let him let him let him run. And uh, but he they're talking about him that uh, Costa Hronas again uh, might come back in the Pacific, Pacific Classic, Classic and take mm-hmm. on the mile and a quarter, which would be interesting. I wonder if we'll get any three year olds in the Pacific Classic, like any of the good three year olds this year. I guess with everybody going in the Travers, it's going to be kind of tough. I mean, but on on that same regard, it's like if you have something over here that you maybe don't want to run in the Travers. Yeah, like you run maybe, Civic Classic. Yeah, run out of your yeah. back after. Well, because because well, ba- Baffert still has like Roadster. <laughs> no, but Baffert's going to the Whitney with Mackenzie. Right. Right. So he's out of the way. Hmm. Well, so seeking the souls coming out here to run in Pacific Classic. Oh, that'll be great. He's a cool horse. Okay. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about was the Lake George because I think there was a lot of chitter chatter about it because it scratched down to it or i don't oh, know if it scratched it was a three horse feel but yeah it's chad chad brown chad brown everyone gets black type for just i mean if okay if those are your horses and they're all three years do you tell the guys just go out there and like lope yeah absolutely like don't hurt don't them don't do run anything. like lope don't i would say go three in a line yeah. until the eighth pole right and then turn them loose and see <laughs> i mean i kind of right? want to say that yeah it should have been but, um wait a second we didn't <clears> talk about maximum maturity did you see the race should he have come down um I saw the race. I didn't think No, I'll down. tell you why. I'll call. tell you why I don't think so. Only and it was this other dangerous move and race, you know, race for King for David, right. whatever his name is, did stay up, but that horse was backing up. I don't I think agree. you know what I mean? Like I there's agree. one thing where you tangle with a horse and they have a com- yeah. serious chance to win, like he with War of Will. Up. This horse was going the wrong direction I, regardless. I, I agree. I agree. And what I think about the stake here at Delmar with the Pete Miller? painting corners that drifted out into the middle the of the race. track. So I heard that. I, I got to tell you, I'm very mixed on that one. Okay. I, I, and not. This is the daisy about, cutter. Yeah, forget about Phil. It was painting corners, uh, slam dunk racing, uh, P, uh, P. Miller, and and S.Y. Sky for D'Amato and Nick Alexander was mm-hmm. coming at her. And she never quite got there, but the other horse was drifting, 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 drifted out about seven paths. Did they touch? They never touched. But Hello? like DVD <laughs> told me he was riding S.Y. Sky and he uh-huh. said, I couldn't go straight with her because I, I would have run right into the other horse. So I kept just right. drifting, drifting, drifting. So it was an interesting call by the stewards who were getting a lot of flack as usual. Oh. Um, it's 1215. Ronan, do you want to get our guest, uh, Fran? Fran. What's her last name? Kavanaugh. Fran Kavanaugh. I wonder if she's related to Sally Kavanaugh from Fletch. From where? Fletch. What Did no. you ever see Fletch? Oh, there's Fran. Fran, thank you so much for hey. joining us on the Horse Ownership Experience. It's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Thanks. Glad to be here. Oh, well, where is that accent from, Fran? Because I like it. 
Arkansas. Arkansas. Hot Springs? Uh, Walnut Ridge. Well, we're in the northeast corner. We're a little closer to Tennessee and Missouri. Okay, yeah, because I, I went to Hot Springs a couple years ago, and I, I did one of those bath things, and it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're in what they call the Delta. You're in and the Delta. As part of the Delta, we're in the flatlands. All right. Well, I'm Michelle is very, I mean, she is chomping at the proverbial bit to talk to you and find <laughs> out how you got involved in quarter horse racing. I'm going to turn it over to her and I'm just going to listen in and then we'll talk about okay. your big win over the weekend. Yes. Brand, That'd thanks for great. joining us. And obviously congratulations for the big win this weekend. But when did you get into quarter horses, not just the sport, but also the breed? Well, we've always had quarter horses. You know, we've always done barrels and poles and those types of things with the kids and the grandchildren. So we've always had, you know, quarter horses in our lives in some some way. Uh, but we actually got into the racing end of it about two years ago. And what made you decide, okay, today we're going to go out and buy some racehorses? <laughs> well, like I said, we, we love the horses. We've always loved quarter horses. And then my husband was getting older. He was deciding that, you know, it might be time that he want to look at doing something different, that maybe um, we want to slow down, hand our businesses over to the kids, and then maybe we find something else to do. And he actually went to a sale and came back and said that he bought these three horses, quarter horses. He said, I ah, will just probably use them for us. You know, we'll do barrels and poles with it, but they were race thread. And then that turned into, no, let's find us a trainer. And so that's how we found Clint. And we sent um, these horses to Clint and then he trained. And then um, we actually started buying more race horses last year. So it was just an evolution that we thought we'd stick our foot in it or, or, or should I say our toe in it. And then we ended up sticking our waist in it. <laughs> well, I, I want to talk about your plan because, you know, we've, we've covered it extensively on ride about how you are looking to not only just enjoy racehorses, but you want to be on the breeding end of it. So why did you want to go from that angle? Well, for me as a person and, and my husband both breeding for us holds a real interest. You know, we love the racing side of it. We love the, the exhilaration. And, and the heartbreak of racing. There's, you know, you've got exhilaration or heartbreak. You just got two of the different emotions. Um, but for me and, and he in particular, the breeding aspect really struck a chord with us. The ability to have the opportunity to breed a caliber of a horse that could go down the racetrack. That mm -hmm. you might be able to find a combination that works very well. And for me, I'm an animal lover and my husband is too. So it was a natural progression for us that breeding would really stick out to us. And so that's really kind of what we thought when we got in this business, that breeding would be the way that we would eventually really like to go. And to do that, we have to have racing stock to begin with. And so that's really what we started looking for, is to be able to have racing stock, whether it be mares or colts that we could possibly make sires out of and be able to go that route. For someone who doesn't know anything about quarter horse racing like myself, um, what is the main difference between the quarter horse and the thoroughbred? Well, I like to think of it this way. The thoroughbreds are your long-distance runners. Think about your marathoners and those types of things. And your quarter horses are your sprinters. So think about and quarter horses for people who have ADHD that can't really – have a long attention span because you gotta you gotta race at twenty yeah. seconds, you know. So you can at least keep your, your interest for twenty seconds to watch a horse go down the track. And so that's the real big difference is you've got sprinters versus longer distance. 
and it, but they have, they've raced before like a quarter horse against a thoroughbred mm-hmm. in a short race and the quarter horse just dominates. Right. Well, that's what they are. They're, they're sprinters. That's what they're, they're, they're bred differently. Their bodies are different. If you look at a quarter horse and, and for me, the best thing for me to look at, I just love to see a big booty coming down from a quarter horse. I just love to see their big hiney coming. And that always excites me. It's like, and we actually bought a horse because we said, look at that big hiney on her. So But you only have 20 seconds to cheer and go crazy. See, we have like, we have like two minutes. No, you only cheer the last quarter. You only right? che- it's only when you're yeah, watching your thoroughbreds, that's right? True. All right, I'll give you that. Fran, the first year you yeah. said you bought a couple of horses, right? The next year you go in with a different plan in mind and you end up with Good Candy P, who was $340,000. And in wow. quarter horses, that is an absolute fortune. What made you so, I don't want to say confident, but willing to kind of put out those big bucks on this horse, not only hoping he'd deliver as a racehorse, but also as a stallion? Well, if you look at his breeding, his breeding is very good. He's mm-hmm. got what you want in a breeding. And if you saw the horse, and I refer to Good Candy P as our bodybuilder horse. He looks like a little bodybuilder. And so for us, it was that breeding and that confirmation in him that we could see that we could eventually use him use him in our breeding breeding program. It's because he's got the, the excellent breeding that's going to help us get a certain bloodline into our mares. But also... He really does have the ability to run, and you always want that because you want to be able to show that, you know, you've actually uh, got a horse or a stud that can actually run on the track, not just look good. And so, you know, for us, he had both of those qualities. Do you uh, – forgive me again, I, and I'm, I'm asking as a novice for the people that are listening uh, to uh, Fran Cavanaugh here on the Horse Ownership Experience. Um, do you – at the sales, do you get to see them run first, or do you no, just see them gallop? Sales. They're yearlings, yearling so they're sales. you don't get to see, you're, they're just yearling no. sales, just like no. sales. Okay. Yeah, you just get to walk them and look at them. You know, you might trot them. And what's really helped us too is that we've been able to work hand in hand with our trainer Clint Crawford and Renee Wilson, and they really helped us understand what we need to look for in confirmation in a core horse. And so it's not just been us going out there and saying oh, we like this one, this one, this one. It's really been a team effort with our trainer to say, hey, this what's the confirmation on this horse? What do you think the problems are with this horse? Do you think this horse can go down the track? Can they do 350? Can they do 400? Are they a 440 horse? And there's different levels a horse can do. And so that you know that's what we're looking for. And so we really all kind of get together and talk about it and say, do we like this one? We don't like this one. Let's, we're comfortable with this. We're not comfortable with that one. Ooh, what, are your, what are your deal breakers? What are, what are the no-goes for you? Uh, for me, if I'm going to purchase a horse, I don't want to purchase a project horse, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So I don't want to have to purchase a horse that I'm going to have to do surgery on because they got chips or maybe they got OCD or they got something that I'm going to have to fix before I can run them. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm breeding them, I probably already got those that I'm working on. <laughs> I don't need to buy one that way. So so I want to make sure that you know, we got a good sound horse. And for, for us, my husband, Don and I, for us, the soundness of a horse is paramount. We want to make sure that we have a good, solid horse that is going to be able to go down the track and stay as sound as possible. We're, we're not wanting to have to have a horse that breaks down on us and has any inherent thing that's going to cause those issues for us. So for me, the safety of the horse is paramount. I want to make sure my horses are safe, they're sound, they're healthy, they're happy. I have this theory in my head that if my horse knows I love them, if my horse knows I'm taking care of them and my horse is sound, he'll do what he's bred to do. And by nature, he wants to do, which is run and run fast. 
And that's what we kind of, that's how I kind of approach that. I'm using that. Do you think, do you mind if I use that on my Little Red Feather website? No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Brand, when, uh, I mean, it's the truth. It's the way I feel about the horses. I have this bond with my horses. They're like children to us. So I love that. That's amazing. When, when you're talking about the future and you're saying, you know, you bought some of these, thinking about breeding them down the road, what are your eventual plans? Do you want to just breed to race or are you breeding with hopes to sell? Or are you going to be like Bobby Cox and breed all these great things and then buy them back and race the best ones? <laughs> well, you know, for me, and, and, and it's hard, for us, we do want to race. We're always being the racing part of it That's because we enjoy it so much. But for me, I understand in breeding, it means that we're going to breed so many and so many of them going to sell. And I can't just keep all the good ones. I will have to sell some good ones. So, mm-hmm. and that's part of it because if I'm going to, if I'm going to build a brand that you want to come and buy my horse, you have to know that I'm willing to go ahead and put out some runners. I'm not just going to try to keep those for myself. I like it. Yeah, it, it's smart. How did he get his name? I know. They come horses, named. Oh, they come named already yeah. and you can't change them? Well, you yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't get to name these. I've not, I, I have a, we have a crop coming next year. I get to name, but I didn't get to name these. Okay, what were your what? It's interesting the quarter horse names because they're always. Are you going like, to use initials in yeah, your names? What? Tell me what you're going to use. No, I, <laughs> I just name them whatever I think I feel like. Here's here's one I've got where we're running next year. Her her name is Franz Fast Philly. Franz Fast Philly. And so oh, there will be some. Yeah, friends. and then we have one named Charlie Fast Man, and named after my husband's father. So I mean, and there's different things, and it depends on the horse and what I'm looking at, and. I, you know, so I take a lot of effort and time when I'm thinking about my horse, what I'm going to name them. I'm almost like a parent naming your child, you know? That's so, great. Well, this, this show is called The Horse Ownership Experience. So tell us a little bit about the other day, and you're, you're headed into this million-dollar race. Uh, what were you? What was going through your mind? Tell us a little bit about the day and when he actually went into the starting gate. Well, it started with, you know, we we went down to the barn. Of course, I always go every time one of our horses races that I'm here, and I'm always saying, listen, just go out there and run your best race you can. No matter what happens, your mama's going to love you. Just go out there and have fun. You know, I'm giving a little pep talk. And let them know no matter what happens, mama's still going to love them, you know. Yeah. And so, of course, we had two running that day. We had one in the juvenile, and mm-hmm. we had one in the paturity. And um, our trainer had a, a race. The eighth race, he had a horse in the eighth race, not ours, a good friend of ours, but not our horse. And so Clint came up and he ran the eighth race and he won it. And then we come up to the juvenile, which is the ninth race, and our horse wins the juvenile. Wow. Our horse named Y, which is our horse, won the juvenile. And we were just ecstatic because in my heart, I know this little filly can run and she's fast. We just had some issues with her being able to keep her mind on running instead of looking around the track. (laughs) <laughs> and so when she performed better this time, it did what I knew she could do. Even though she has room for improvement, we were just ecstatic. We, and this was, if you saw the juvenile, it was a very close race. And by so the way, she, we didn't she was know whether. Oh, and she was a big long shot. Yes, 22 to 1. 22. So, um, yeah, something. And so we were just ecstatic when she won. It was so close. We didn't know, did she win? Did she win? Did she not win? And then finally they said me, she was the winner. Why was the winner? We're like, oh, yeah, screaming and so happy. <laughs> and then I look around and it dawns on me, hmm, we just won the juvenile. My trainers <laughs> just won the race above it. What are the chances in this world that we're going to be able to, you know, win the three security? Three in a row. Yeah, I'm three thinking, in a row. Right. Three in a row. For, for my rainer, three in a row. So I'm thinking, there's no way. You know, there's just no way. But 
Uncle D is such a special horse. In my heart, I know he can win. But you're thinking, I don't know if I got, we got this much luck. And so when I was raised, I was very vocal. Come on, why, why, why? When Uncle D, and they got him loaded in there, and throughout his whole race, I never said a word. I didn't oh. breathe. I didn't do anything <laughs> because I was just so, can, I, can this actually be happening? And then when he came across the finish line and they were a length and a quarter behind him, I just let out the biggest scream you'll ever hear in your life. And I think in live TV, you can probably hear me in the background screaming. Oh, we, yeah. we did. We heard you. That's an amazing, amazing That is so cool. What happens after you win the Rainbow Futurity? I mean, do they take you somewhere? Do you get champagne? Did you go back to the barn? What's the afterglow like? Well, you know, they... They take all your pictures. Everybody interviews you, and you're still still in shock. We're all we're all in shock because there's no just no way we just won the juvenile and the fraternity. There's just no way. And so we're all just you know. First thing I want to do is make sure my horse safe and they're good and they're not hurt and they come back sound. And so we're asking all those questions. And then of course the racetrack wants to take the upstairs and into their area and you know let you celebrate with your friends and stuff. And so you do that. Then the very next thing we do we go to the barn because I want to lay my hands on my horse. And I want to know they're safe, and I want to know they're good. And, of course, we do that. And then after we spend a little time with the horses, we all go out there and celebrate. That's awesome. Where'd you go for dinner that night? We went to a restaurant in Riodosa, J. Michael's, which is an Italian restaurant. Oh, yeah. Okay. I saw that. And we take the crew, and we take the grooms and everybody, because... It's not one person. It's a team effort. So everybody that's really worked and made those wins possible, we want to reward those. And so we take them out and show our appreciation for it. That is, you're our best guest ever. <laughs> I mean, I've had the chills basically for the last <laughs> 10 minutes. I've cried twice. <laughs> Friend, if, who's if, your- I, if I'm your best guest, you've not, you, you've not ventured very far, no. <laughs> okay. We've had some pretty good people on here. <laughs> Friend, who's your favorite horse in the barn right now? Is it Uncle D? Is it Good Candy B? Is it Y? Is it someone we don't know? I don't have a, fa- I can't have I a favorite. It's like having a favorite child. It's just, yes. Billy has a favorite child. Special. Oh, that's not true. Not true, Michelle. Yeah, no, I, I mean, each horse is so different in their personalities and what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. For me, watching Uncle D win was amazing. And we've always known he's had that ability. But why fighting to win the juvenile really overjoyed me because I know how much talent that Philly has. If we can just get her to think straight. And she demonstrated there that she can do it and she'll be able to run the 440. So for me, that victory was as big as Uncle Dean went into Futurity. Fran, how do we get you into thoroughbred racing? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. They last a minute, minute and a half. I don't know, two minutes. I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) Yes, you can. Fran, we have room for you in Little Red Feather. We love your passion. We, we love the way you come across. I'm definitely going to use that, uh, your your line, that you got to love your horse and let them know you love them. And, uh, Brandon, are we going to see you? one more you, question. We're gonna, are uh, all these guys being pointed towards the All-American? We're going to see you try and sweep a second leg of the Triple Crown? We are headed to the All-American. That's awesome. Wait, that what is are the, the richest race in quarter horse racing. Okay, but what are the races at Los Al? Well, Aren't there big races? There's, a two, there's the Deuce, which is a $2 million race, but it's actually worth just right. under $2 million. Uh, But the All-American is the, okay. it's the you know, final when race. Is of the, it is Labor Day. Oh, well, and we it's get, worth $3 million. Here. I want to come. 
You should. Wait, will you ever? Will a, these yeah, horses ever come to Los Al and run? No, we already missed those races, right? No. no. There will be. There might be a few that go out there. We will send some out to California. We'll just kind of see how it goes. We do have a few nominated, and we'll go out there. So. All right, Fran, we ask uh, one question at the end of our interviews that's really important, and that is if you had some advice, and normally they're a thoroughbred, you're our first quarter horse person, I believe, maybe second. <laughs> second but what, what would be your main advice if someone's out there say, man, I'd like to give uh, quarter horse racing a try? What's your one piece of advice? Is do your research and know what you're getting into. But before you do that, have a love and a passion for the animal. This is more than just a business. This is more than, we're in the car business. That's what we do for a living. That's what I always tell everybody. And there's a difference. And you have a passion for your business. But this is different because this is a living, breathing animal. And have a passion for that animal so that that animal can perform at its best. doesn't matter if it's performing in Rio Dosa level or it goes up north or it goes to California. Just so that animal has the ability to perform at its best. So always remember that this this industry is really about the horse and have a passion and a love for the animal. Well, you've made me cry now five times. So we appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Congratulations on all your success. Well, thank you so really, much. really appreciate it. And if you, you decide to come to Del Mar this summer, please look up Michelle and I and we'll we'll buy you a beer out on the veranda and, and we'll watch some we'll thoroughbreds. Or or we'll come I gotta come to one of these races. I think they're really exciting. You and need to, you need to come to the All American. If you're gonna come to a race, come to the All American. Well, I can't mm-hmm. come during Labor Day weekend. It's very busy here. All right, Fran, we'll, why don't we let Fran okay, go yeah. and then we'll Thank talk. you so much, Thank Fran. You, Fran. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you all. Thanks, Fran. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's- Bye. Answer it. Hey. Ronan. Oh, are we back on? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I think we're back. Are we back on, Ronan? Thank you. Sorry, I accidentally hung up on you. I got so excited. I got so excited. Um, Wow, that was fun, Michelle. She was awesome. I told you you would like her. You were so right. You were so right. She literally, when she was talking about the love of the animal, I just started crying. I know. And in in this environment, isn't it refreshing to hear that? So much. But I think that it's funny because she's able to express it. Right. Whereas I think everybody out here struggles. Like we feel it, but we don't know how to really say it. Like, because someone sees someone who doesn't know anything just sees our horse being whipped. Right. And they think that. Oh, well, you you want to see a horse being whipped. You should watch the quarter. (laughs) Right. Right. And and like, we don't love our animal because they're being whipped. Like the whip doesn't even, it's a, pop thing it's, mm-hmm. it's a noise it's like oh it just drives me crazy the the ignorance of so well, many just people like she was talking about that philly of there's why in yeah. in her in her prior race she had lugged in so far down the stretch and she just couldn't get herself straight the rider had to like kind of continuously hit her on the left shoulder to right. keep her straight and they put blinkers on her and she was still lugging in so he's hauling her this way but you know she just wanted to be next to the other horse and yeah. so she, well that's because she gives her, her gets so much love yeah from her mom from her owner. Anyway, that was that was awesome. Um, we have a lot of stuff coming up this week. Yes, we, we do. Have, we okay. are like super, super, super so, busy. Wednesday is industry day. So if you're in the food and beverage industry, oh, you can right. head out to Pizza Port and get some passes and they got a free, free buffet you're and all really kinds of fast stuff. Today. I feel like we have not a lot of time. No, we have we tons good? of time. Oh. Slow down. Take a breath. Okay. Well, then I have some other things to talk about. Real okay. Quick go before ahead. we go yeah, to Delmar. Go. 
Uh, first is we want to wish one bad boy luck. Oh, Speaking of triple crowns, yeah, Richard Baltus has uh, this horse running in Say the Jay. second leg of yeah, the triple crown. Yeah, our friend Steve Young and Brooke, they're running at Woodbine. I believe no. it's, I mean, at Fort Erie. Yeah, sorry. Prince of Wales on the dirt. So the Canadian, Pacific. the Canadian triple crown is three different surfaces at three different racetracks. So it is dirt, turf, and polytrack. Today is dirt. Today is dirt. Right. So um, one bad boy, only a five-horse field. Flavian Pratt's going to go up and, they and, run, all up ran, and run. And they all ran in the Queen's Plate. Queen's Plate. It's true rematch. Very cool. Yeah. Um. So good luck to Richie B. And although I don't think he went, right? No, he's here. Yeah. Uh, we have some see. runners this week. We talked about Gradar, who is going to be coming to California to stand. Also, um. Rancho San Miguel announced that Sir Prancelot is going to be shuttling to that. California. He's done very well with he horses out there. He started off in his campaign in Europe, and then he's been standing in Australia, and now he'll be shuttling up here. Um, Adrian Gonzalez is taking care of syndicating him up here, and like you said, he's had some successful horses, including Bo Recall and Madame Dancela up mm -hmm. here. So I think it is, you know, it's good. We don't, with, especially with unusual heat, you know, not being yeah. around, we do have I feel like a nice opening for yeah. an outside turf influence. Like, do we have some horses that kind of run on everything? Yes. Uh, you know, obviously the Grazins get everything. And right. we had tribal rule for a while. But yeah. it's nice to have something like yeah. this that's that's an influx. I so uh, Sir Prance is not going to be standing up here also. And I did think it was kind of interesting that there is a notice about, like, the TOC. They want clarification you should see michelle's face looking at me right now like like i'm like i'm gonna have this magical answer to a toc question the, i've been on the toc in eight years you have to ask no there no that's not a question they want? they want clarification on owners if they're excluded from racetracks before they approve fall racing dates at los alamitos and santa anita are you talking about trainers or owners it said owners that's why i, I, I was no confused okay about. sorry i'm skipping that one all right um so then you mentioned this weekend here at Delmar. So today yep. is industry day or no, tomorrow, tomorrow's tomorrow's industry day, sorry, which tomorrow. is a fun day at the track. Cause there's yeah. all the people from all the bars mm -hmm. around the area come and they dress up and they have a great time. And if you are in the industry, you can, I think it's pizza port. You can go there and get like an industry invite. And then the infield is invite only. And they've right. got like private party right. and stuff like that going on. Right. Um, it's also the Cougar, the second handicap. Thank God we don't have to miss Cougar anymore. Remember that? Yeah, that um, why we thank God. Just because all the women were all over. That you. was terrible. Oh, it was, it was fun awesome. for like one year and then it was bad. I'm like getting in my yeah, but we're like, age but now. we're a hashtag me too generation. Like you can't do it anymore, I don't think. I mean like, if I, women come listen, out if they know but, it's called the cougar but the we second get the cougar. But we get the joke, but a lot of people are so effing sensitive okay. now. We All can't right. do it anymore. It's the it's the sensitivity training. I probably need to say. So that. Friday is 4 p.m. race day. Twilight Fridays. Love here. 4 p.m. Fridays. It is the California Dream and Stakes. Yeah, the hunted. It is also J Boog. Well, I don't know What's who that Jay is. What's J Boog? music oh, i don't know who that is uh it's happy hour so all del mar signature cocktails are half off hello which means you can get a del margarita for only nine dollars yeah. uh and then it's sip and style last week it was Voob, and i wasn't here for it this week it's stag's leap you didn't you're not happy about that you should I see wish it was, i know i wish we need to have a, a video <laughs> podcast because the faces she makes are just are incredible you're disappointed uh, in that. and then saturday um is obviously daybreak at del mar i, I wasn't here this week millie ball took over for me but all right so how do people week. do that so if you want to come to daybreak at del mar it's saturdays and sundays 7 30 to 9 30 it's at the clubhouse terrace you just come in it's free park it's free come on up if you buy breakfast um, and eat whatnot, your parking is then free. Otherwise, you pay for parking. 
but it is free to get in and we watch the horses work and we'll answer any questions that you might have about it. Yeah, it's a really cool program that Michelle does. It's now awesome. this week we are going to get totally poached because it's donut day. <laughs> so oh, this Saturday donut is donut day. Is day. So if you come to yeah. Del Mar, you can meander down and they have these tents set up with like thousands <laughs> of donuts. donuts. Yeah, I did that last year. Uh, so you can come get that. <laughs> and uh, what else is there? Oh, Saturday is also the uncorked wine festival, which right. is awesome. Uh, there's like a, like a hundred different wine tastings that are available or something like that. And Saturday and Sunday are both family weekend on the infield here at Del Mar. They have like jumpies and big slides nice. and space painting. Olivia loves it. Uh, and <laughs> Olivia did not like the bull riding, by the way. Olivia was dying to do the bull riding. She and just didn't like that the she, bull moved. She got on, the bull started moving, she went into hysterics. I have the video. I'm afraid to post it because people it. are going to think that like I'm abusing my kid <laughs> or something. Right? Okay, I'll post it. I'll post it. She, her scream is just classic. <laughs> but I do want you to notice when you're watching her scream, she does grip and sit up really oh, she looks well. Amazing. Like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. she had that thing. Um, and she was like, Ryan said she could not even eat. She was so excited to get it's on amazing. the bull. Um, and then this Saturday is Midland, the van. The oh, they're van. big. Boop, Midland. Boop, boop. Yeah. So wherever Craig Dato is, I hope he has VIP passes for me. Yes. Uh, and then Sunday is the Clement Hirsch Handicap. Who's as going in there? I thought you'd know. That's your job, Billy. I just do this whole page of stuff. You're supposed to have the Oh, I'm supposed to comment? Entrance. All right, you yeah. ready? How about this race? Okay. Paradise Woods, okay. La Force, Ollie's Candy, and Secret Spice. Is Secret Spice going in the Clement Hirsch? Yeah. She looks so good the other yeah, day. Four. Uh, I saw your walking video of her. Oh, uh, yeah. I just want to smooch like her on the nose. She's pretty cool. And it is also Taste of the Turf Club. So if you're like a foodie. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you got to come and yeah. do Taste the Turf Club. Yeah. That's that's all I have. Whew. That's it? That's my whole page of stuff. That's awesome. We did good. Yeah. Fran was great. I knew she would be. I got to see you, which is always a pleasure. I have to go to the doctor now. What's wrong? Uh, my knee still. Remember I told you oh, my knee? Yeah. Okay, so I started taking Motrin over the weekend, but it, look, it's still huge and swollen, and I, like, can't bend it. So I'm going to All right, well, we'll let you get out and clinic. go to the doctor. Thank you to Del Mar. Thank you to Santa Anita. Thank you to TaylorMade. Thank you to Michelle Yu, who does an amazing job prepping for the show since I don't do anything. Um, <clears throat> and thank you to Fran uh, yeah. Kavanaugh for coming on. Congratulations to her. We're going to see you next week. We'll have another guest for you. Please, you can find the show uh, on uh, latalkradio.com. You can download on iTunes or any of those downloadable podcasting places. Stitcher, I believe we're on. Uh, we really appreciate all of you guys who listen. You can email me if you have any questions, billy at littleredfeather.com, or follow us on Twitter at ownahorse, at bklrf, at themichelleu. We have Instagram accounts. There's so much social media out there. And have a great, great week. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks, Ronan. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm.